0: Good afternoon everybody, Uneducated Economist here. So, the next recession is gonna be unlike anything that anybody has ever experienced. Now, of course, every recession is different and no two look the same. The reactions that come from the Federal Reserve are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to a recession. When we have a downturn in the economy, the Federal Reserve would typically wanna drop interest rates around 5%. In order to get the economy stimulated again with cheaper interest rates for lending out for buying houses, cars, credit cards, whatever it is that people take out debt for to buy, that's what the Federal Reserve is looking for when they drop the Fed funds rate down. Now, the dropping of Fed funds rate at 5% is no longer an effective tool for the Federal Reserve. Their interest rates now are just around 2%. And dropping them 5% is just no longer a capability of them. They hit from 2% down to the lower bound of zero, and then they can't drop the interest rates any further than that without going into a negative, negative territory. And there's no proven case that I have found yet where going into negative interest rates is actually an effective tool for stimulating the economy. Those nations that have done it are not doing very well right now, considering that the economy is starting to slow down around the world, the world economy. And those nations are now struggling very, very desperately. So when it comes to interest rate manipulation, it's just not the effective tool that it once was. And when it comes to a recession, there's some pretty bad points to a recession that the people just don't like. And I'm talking like the people, like the average taxpayer, working class kind of person. The number one thing that they don't like is they lose their job. That is the most devastating thing to the average person out there, especially if you live paycheck to paycheck with no cushion. Losing your job is absolutely devastating. And believe me, I know because I've been there. So when it comes to recession and losing your job and not being able to find a job right away, that is probably the most devastating part to the average person. But then what also doesn't seem to fit very well as far as being something that the people are approving of is the bailouts. Bailing out of corporations, the people, the taxpayers hate it. Just hate this idea of bailing out corporations, especially the big banks. You know, their tax dollars going to make sure of their survival, and then all the CEOs get these golden parachutes where they get like these major bonuses and stuff. and it all basically comes at the expense of the taxpayer. So recessions are very difficult to navigate through when you have high unemployment and then bailing out those corporations. It's very difficult to try and make that happen. Now, something that I found interesting is that we have just recently gone through a recession. A lot of people don't even realize it, that we went through the deepest, quickest recession in history during the pandemic. But because everybody was told to stay home, they got stimulus checks, the forbearance, the all that like rent moratoriums and everything that went with it people were not exposed to the actual pain of a recession with job losses and then having to bail out the corporations because there was none of that taking place although there was when you have all the massive like moratoriums forbearance the stimulus package the enhanced unemployment packages that went out all that stuff was covering up the problems that a recession would typically have with high unemployment and bailing out the corporations. So we knew how they took care of like the people as far as their unemployment goes. They gave them the stimulus and told them not to pay rent anymore. So that took care of like the unemployment portion of the the deepest recession. But then bailing out the corporations, that was a very difficult one to try and pull off. Like, how do you bail out the corporations without pissing the people off? Because that's really where, you know, bailing out the corporations is difficult. You know, the Treasury can just, you know, the government can just go and buy, you know, corporate debt or buy preferred stock or something like that when it comes to bailing out like the automotive companies back during the 08 financial crisis. But trying to do that again when you really are in a difficult position to begin with as far as trying to convince the people that this is a good idea, It's, I mean, it's almost impossible to pull off unless you have like an unusual and exigent circumstance. See we had this pandemic happening and so the Federal Reserve in conjunction with the Treasury was able to set up these special purpose vehicles to bail out the corporations Now, these special purpose vehicles, these are entities separated from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury. It's like its own little company, so to speak. They funded that, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, funded that special purpose vehicle with hundreds of billions of dollars and then put out the narrative that they were going to be buying corporate debt. Now, we've talked about this many times. It was a credible threat. But it totally worked because the markets ran out there to try and front run the Federal Reserve and bought up a lot of this corporate debt. To the point that these corporations were then sitting on huge cash piles. Like huge cash piles. So what do you do with that? Well, you buy back your own stock, you expand your company, you start doing things with this cash. And it created a lot of zombie corporations, a lot of zombie companies out there. These were companies that would never have made it through a recession or even a downturn of any kind if it wasn't for the fact that there was incredibly cheap interest rates that they could gorge on. So as the special purpose vehicle had put out the credible threat that the federal reserve was going to be buying into this corporate debt, buying these, these, this junk bonds, what they ended up doing was creating a situation in which the markets did that for them. All right. So they didn't have to do anything. They just sat back there and said, Hey, good job, boys. The markets took care of business for us. When the markets participated in that cash purchasing of all that corporate debt, It created a situation for these corporations that didn't sit on a lot of cash pile. Well, now we have a downturn coming and everybody is saying the same thing. We're going to have a recession. Well, what's the worst part about the recession, right? Unemployment and bailing out the corporations. Well, the corporations have already been bailed out. They're sitting on huge cash piles. And although it's dwindling, there is still a lot more cash at these corporations than there was prior to the pandemic. So they're sitting on a higher cash pile than they were prior to to the downturn of the pandemic. The unemployment is not going to rise so easily when you have a horribly tight labor market like we have right now. So even if you were sitting in a situation in which we do go into a recession, we go into a downturn, and these corporations are not able to roll their old debt into new debt, The viable ones are sitting on cash. They should be able to weather the storm to be able to continue to pay their bondholders or their creditors during a downturn in the recession or during a downturn in the economy from this recession. At the same time, even if you have corporations like zombie corporations who aren't able to exist during this downturn, when they get their heads knocked off, those people who lose their jobs will have plenty of jobs to go over to at the viable corporations because we are sitting in an incredibly tight labor market. So is this recession gonna look anything like the other ones? I doubt it. It's not gonna look anything like it did before. And when it comes to the Fed reversing course because of a downturn or because of a recession, they won't, won't really need to right away unless unemployment rises significantly or if the interest rates get to the point on these corporations in which that they are no longer able to roll their old debt into new debt and they start failing dramatically, if you have cash piles sitting on them that's probably not going to be a major issue either. So when it comes to the housing market because that's another story that a lot of people like focus in on they say okay well what about the housing market if the housing starts to go down then the federal reserve will bail out the housing market. They won't bail out the housing market they won't need to and the reason why they aren't going to bail out the housing market is because they're not going to bail out the housing market if there's a downturn in the price. They will only bail out the housing market if there is a failure to get a loan because it's freezing up. See, as long as there's loans available, whether you can afford it or not doesn't matter. What does matter is that there's one there available for somebody to take out. If that market was to freeze up, then the Federal Reserve would do something about it. But at this point, there's loans available for people to take out. Whether you can get it or not is is a different story, but it's not a frozen market, and that's where the Federal Reserve is really looking for is to make sure that that market doesn't freeze up. Now, something to think about when it comes to the Federal Reserve and how they conduct the mortgage market policy, I guess is the only way to describe it is the purchasing of mortgage-backed securities. Now, this is something to think about because they are loaded up with these mortgage-backed securities. During the pandemic and the quantitative easing that they had done, they purchased a lot of mortgage-backed securities. Now, mortgage-backed securities are basically a bond that is backed by a lot of people's mortgages. So it's like a box full of mortgages. And as those mortgages get paid, the investor who bought those mortgage-backed securities gets repaid, plus the investment that they get the interest rate, the yield on it. Now, the mortgage-backed security market has been tightened up dramatically with the new issuance of mortgage-backed securities. See, there's less mortgage-backed securities being written because there's less financing, refinancing I should say, and less financing of homes as the sale of homes have dropped dramatically. So there is a pool of buyers of these mortgage-backed securities that's beyond the Federal Reserve. You have like insurance companies, retirement funds, people who are truly interested in owning some of these mortgage-backed securities for their portfolio because they are fairly safe investment. I mean, they weren't back during the great financial crisis because they were toxic assets. People who really couldn't afford a loan were getting them and they were building these mortgage-backed securities out of these toxic loans that essentially don't exist as they once did at one time. You see what I'm saying? So like these mortgage-backed securities are a lot safer bet this time around than they were back during the 08 financial crisis. So if you have buyers of these mortgage-backed securities, insurance companies, pension funds, whoever, and you have, so that's like a pool of buyers, and then you have a pool of mortgage-backed securities to purchase, but that pool is shrinking as the Federal Reserve just allows their mortgage-backed securities to naturally unwind off the balance sheet, meaning that they're not necessarily selling them, but just allowing them to mature, to mature, and then once they mature, don't roll that over into new mortgage-backed securities. So that just leaves the pool of buyers out there who would typically wanna buy them, like the pension funds and insurance companies, buying into a pool of mortgage-backed securities that is shrinking because there's less refinancing and less new mortgages being issued. So now the Federal Reserve could either expand or contract that pool of mortgage-backed securities with their balance sheet and the unwinding of that or the rolling off of that balance sheet. So that 6.5% interest that we see or anywhere from like, you know six to seven percent on the 30-year mortgages, that could maintain as the Federal Reserve continues to lift the interest rates, depending on how big of that pool of buyers there are for mortgage-backed securities and how small that mortgage-backed security pool becomes with the less people buying homes and refinancing. So, is this gonna be the same recession as last time? I doubt it. I think it's going to last a lot longer than what people are anticipating until we see either one, the unemployment rise significantly, or two, we start seeing like corporations failing, like major corporations start to fail or unable to uh, roll over their debts into new debts or unable to pay their bondholders. So something like that going on. Uh, Uneducated economists, you let me know.